You're listening to Can I Help You with the love master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Craig Shoemaker here, and over here is... Sean Smith. I was a little slow, Sean. Sean Smith is... I was thinking if I could do any impressions, and I can't. You're a life coach, a life coach. You're just doing Sean, which we like. You're authentic, and you're real. That's why we're doing a number of episodes with you. You're definitely, by far, our our biggest repeat guest. As a matter of fact, I don't think we've had anyone repeat once, and I think you've repeated 10 times now. Because it's different. We're, 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 uh, we're practicing social distancing here. You come to my office and we're doing these podcasts during the coronavirus lockdown in hopes that we're helping people not only, not only just deal with this in, we think, a different way than mm-hmm. is offered out there from any other source. I would bet that there's no one else doing what we're doing. So there's a uniqueness, probably why we have very few listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason. Out. Sergio says never say something like that. Maybe there's a reason nobody's doing it. If they are, nobody's as pretty as we are. So yeah, we're definitely the prettiest. Us, and I'm definitely getting uglier by the minute. I'm thinking about having my six-year-old minute. daughter cut my hair. This is really going to take me off the grid. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm really at the point I just don't care. <laughs> I might even grow my beard out to be like ZZ Top or... Duck Dynasty uh, or Zach Galifianakis. I'm, I, I might do it. I might do it. I don't know. But that's that's where I am. So Sean and I have been doing this for a while. I think we're about eight, nine, ten episodes in of just the two Something of us like talking that, yeah. during this coronavirus lockdown, shutdown, quarantine. And we're trying to come up with topics on how to deal with circumstances and things. And I, I came up with one. Right before we came uh, onto the microphone is narcissists. And the reason I, I say this is I'm I don't look up the definition. Oh, great. That's a great. I've never looked up the definition because we have our definition of the traditional ones. We have the connotation for sure. Yes. We, you know, mm-hmm. narcissists and, you know, they're vain and are about them. But to me. It's one You're of the it, so vain. Yeah, and we diminish it to that. To me, the reason I want to bring this up is it's debilitating to deal with narcissists. It is absolutely one of the most difficult situations you could be in if you are locked in with one. People don't give it credit for what it is, and they just think it's mm-hmm. oh they they're selfish or they deal with themselves. You know, they look in the mirror. No. No, those are the glancing overs of the significance of dealing with So you're with talking about deep narcissism. Narcissism, the ism of narcissism is absolutely so powerfully destructive. Okay. And that's what I want to talk about today. I find them. I'm wondering if other people find them in their lives. I wonder how other people deal with it. It's one of my tough ones. You know how you have... Like, I can manage through. Like, what's your easy go-to on managing through? So just give me something easy off the cuff. Sean. As far as topic or no, no, dealing just, with yeah, narcissists? Just no, just something in, in life. Like, it's like, oh, that's a no-brainer for me. Like, I can handle blank. Like, uh, I can change. handle. You can handle change. Yeah. I can handle uh, a kid 
you know, a kid uh, having a rough time. I can handle that. Pretty, you know, I can handle kind of like wheelhouse. Yeah, I can handle yeah trauma. Handle trauma. Yeah, right. I, I can love handle um, theft against me. Hmm. I can handle all sorts of I things. I can handle rage. Wow, that's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna play war here. Okay, perfect. I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool though to list the things you can handle yeah, right. and manage through pretty well. Yeah, and we have different episodes all through the years now. I've been doing this where people have difficulty handling different circumstances. Right. So the one that I have a really hard time handling is being around or being involved, being intertwined with a narcissist. So the definition yeah. is a person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. Yeah, I knew. See, that's glancing but over. But that's Sean. the that's surface. That's such a glanced over. Right. That's like look up alcoholic. That'll be some simple, you know, someone that has a hard has time. Has a problem with alcohol. problem with alcohol. It's not going deep into, you know, the... The, the pathology of it is so much deeper than any definition could ever tell you. They don't, they don't talk about how many people are toppled by a narcissist, how much collateral damage is done by a narcissist, because it's how far they will go to protect their image, so they think is their image. So how you're saying far you're, they will yeah, go the depths. is the depths could be your death. That's how far they will go. I just binge watched Ozark. Oh my God! The narcissist on this narcissism? show. Oh my God! There's tons of them. Well, listen to be a drug cartel, which is a lot. What of it's is, about. is it a is it a documentary? Is no, it no, a it's real. A, it's a really good series. There's no way it could be real, by the way. Okay, but there is this whole underlying drug cartel from Mexico thing going on. A cartel. <sighs> Has to be the ultimate in I'm narcissism. I'm all about cartel movies and shows. Oh, Narcos. So I, you're going to get me. I was addicted to Narcos like this. Same thing. Man. Although I didn't have to look at subtitles this time. <laughs> so this <laughs> was Ozark. Okay. a brilliant, brilliant show. And I was addicted to it. Now, I'm going to tell you probably because of my comfort or not comfort. It's a. Do you ever have comfort in your discomfort? It's like I'm comfortable in that discomfort because it's what I know. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would say comfort, but certainly embracing. There's been times when I've been crying because something is just so painful. Mm -hmm. And I've had this thought of, man, this really sucks, but I know it's going to lead to something bigger. It's going to lead to a realization or something like that. And so I, I was comforted by the thought, I would say. Uh-huh. But I don't know that I enjoyed, although that's, I know that's not the word you use. Like, I didn't enjoy the, the crying. No, it's not the enjoy. It, the comfort, when I'm saying comfort, is like, oh, this Just is comforted in what's No, yeah, no, no oh, not familiarity, sure. This is different. No, it's actually yeah. the opposite, quite frankly, in this case, is the comfort is this is how I was raised. This is what I know. Right. This is what I know best. Even it's how I manage through these things, which are very bad habits in managing through them. Yeah, but I'm I'm comfortable in that it's so familiar that it's it's like it's no thought on my brain. This is brainless stuff is to draw them in and deal with them and be attracted to them in some sense because there's this yeah. comfort comfort. Now the sharks are attracted to the blood. So since the, my mom listens to the podcast, I won't blood. say my mom, but definitely my dad is a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mom, just talking about dad here. Uh 
and my dad left, you know, very, very early age. And um, so wasn't really raised with him. But the manifestations of this narcissist. And by the way, this is to the nth degree. Did you see Tiger King? No. So I'm, Tiger I'm the King. the one that hasn't watched it. Tiger King has this character, Bhagwan Antle. And all these years, I've tried to describe my father to people, right? And no one <laughs> and believes me. It's not show. even in my comedy act because no one believes <laughs> It's me. not even worth I'll it. I'll say truth. It's not worth it. When I start saying harem of women, 12 women running mule rides in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. Really? It's called Pocono Ventures on Mules. He is a mother-daughter. He calls himself the king of the Poconos. Different ones sleeps with him each night. When I tell you these things, using the word wow. harem. You okay. descend from royalty. So he said, That's I'm the like king. A man's he's man. Me, yeah, I'm the king of the Poconos. If you want to give, be part of my empire, get over that comedy shit. You could, <laughs> I was like, Dad, am I going to be prince of the Poconos right. now? <laughs> the honeymoon capital of the <laughs> blue collar honeymoon capital of the Northeast. I get to be prince? <laughs> right. So well, no one believed me for two reasons, in my opinion. Well, per first of all, people go into denial about narcissists, and the way we approach them are two ways. You run for the hills because you're healthy, mm -hmm. or you try to defend them and you end up colluding with them because you don't want to believe it. You put your head in the sand, you go into denial, you attack people that challenge them, and those are the ways we approach narcissists. So you're saying you there get might be a third way. in... You're either sucked in or you suck out. All right. And you got to get out. But I'm so sucked in. This is my father, for God's sakes. I actually got involved in the mule business with him. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was a mule skinner on You're weekends. A mule I was a mule. weekend mule skinner. Me and my what buddies, my mean? roommates. Well, you take people through rides. I'll imitate my father. Do a very good. Okay. I do a very good Al Shoemaker. You see these things? These are bulldozers with brains. He said, I'll take any horse and take the AJ challenge. I said, Dad, you really think people are going around and go, they're going, who the hell is AJ? But his right. ego is like, take the AJ, bring your horse up here, and I'll run it against a mule. You know, George Washington, he wasn't on a horse. He was on a mule. <laughs> you know, mule barges, that's what founded America. And actually, he was right. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so the AJ challenge, this is who he is. And so I lived this life with this narcissist. Every few years, he would come up with a new idea, a new scam. This one well, stuck, Well, you didn't though. just live. I mean, you're a little boy that wants to be like dad and wants to want, have love, attention and love. Yes. Yeah. So I would do the things sure. that it took, including eventually after he had me converting cesspools to sewers, he had me take landing crafts and turn them into shark boats. All those years, I was an estimator. <laughs> <laughs> I'd visit him. He put me to work, and I would try to impress him with my work. And no one value. believes the stories, so I left them out of my act, right? Yeah. My comedy act. Oh, here comes a punchline. Guess what? Tiger King has a guy, Bogwan Antle, <laughs> who has a harem of women referred to as his harem, and they also are bonded through animals. Like my father is has these women bond through the mules. Wow. And the egos on these people. It's unbelievable. And the women who go into denial, they give their lives over. They give their very lives over to these guys. To and the narcissist? And here, I'm going to tell you how they operate, how my dad used to do it. They make a sense of competition. Okay. And they care nothing about anyone's feelings. 
it's like it's it's a zero. Yeah, there's no I could empathy. never be a narcissist because I care about what people think and feel all the time. <laughs> you know, if, if by the way, the narcissist will if you call them on, always try to reverse it. Go, no, get a mirror. You're the narcissist. Yeah, that's one of and the especially ways. Especially when you're in my business. Of course, it's ripe for narcissism. You know, and there are elements of me that are narcissistic, yeah. but not like this. I'm talking about a serial. I think there's a lot narcissist. in the personal development industry too. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The people that are trying to help people, you know, you know, like I am. <laughs> it's the narcissist galore. Absolutely. Sure. However, there are degrees, and there's the harmful narcissist, and then there's the you know, the ones that what, really like do the wounded narcissist. Do you think there's a there's levels? OK, there's levels. And there. so is there like a almost like a victim narcissist where they're not hurting other people, but they're just trying to protect self or because I really haven't. Interesting. You studied. should say that word. They're very victim because they always want to portray themselves as, as being put upon. Yeah. If you ever challenge them. They will constantly attack you. Nothing's ever their they fault. They deflect. It's, it's never their fault. They're never accountable, never reasonable, never logical. I thought we weren't going to talk logical. about politics. And I remember, I'm not talking about politics. <laughs> Don't lure me in there, Sean. I'm talking about if this can help you in your life. Yeah, for is sure. Is to deal with narcissism, even in dealing with our leaders, whoever they are, because there's narcissistic leaders. There's narcissists tend to go to certain positions and they're power positions. That's just a fact. That's where they're going to yeah. go. They have to. They can't be in a position of being loyal to anyone else. They only want you to well, be loyal to them. Because the answer to whatever the problem, the root problem yeah. of narcissism is going to be power, essentially, right. right? So, yeah, of course they'd gravitate toward places that they can control and, and dominate. And here's a big difference in the personal development world. The ones who are really good at it are spiritual and narcissists have no spirituality. They truly believe that they are God. What not do you think? That, not that God is within them, which I believe, but they are God. They are the sure. ruler. They're a ruler, and they rule how it goes. So here's what my father would do. He had this harem of women, Yeah. and he called it his harem. Other people in the community said, I remember one guy, he's giving me a tour because I was performing there at Caesars in the Poconos. He goes, Oh, over here you got your racquetball, and here's your quoits there. Oh, you're from Hollywood, there, huh? What's Hollywood? They play quoits in Hollywood. Oh, I know. I bet you never heard of quoits. And I'm going, no, no, no. And he looks up and he goes, Oh my gosh, there's AJ Shoemaker his harem. What's that nut doing here? And I go, That's, <laughs> That's my, my dad. dad. And I hadn't seen him in years. He comes up and he steals my complimentary cheese tray. He goes, He's got like three of the women with him. He goes, Ugh. Bring this cheese back to the girls at the ranch. Judy loves Gouda. <laughs> Takes my cheese tray. Hadn't seen him in a long time. First thing he does, with no thought. They have no thought. There's well, no asking, asking you how you feel. Tray. There's none of that with a narcissist. They don't care. They'll lure you in in the first few moments with whatever it takes. One of the other ways they do it is they appeal to women. They appeal to their sense of daddy issues. This is a common theme with narcissists. This is how Charles Manson, not mm -hmm. to go that far, but it's how Charles Manson lured, he, Manson lured these women in by appealing. To, he'd say, you have a problem with your father, don't you? Yeah, yeah who doesn't? The, right. Yeah, is, right. Right, but this is what he did, and he looked like a genius. And Wow, you understand me more than my father does. And now you're lured in, you're in their trap, and there's no getting out. Yeah, you the, there's a sense of preying on the wound that Absolutely. matches. Absolutely. That's a the, perfect way to put it. They yeah. prey on your vulnerability and your wounds, and they know where they are. 
because they know the types that put those wow, wounds there fit. to begin with. It's a perfect fit, but it's really not a perfect fit. It's the most imperfect fit there is because now you lose yourself in the narcissist. You lose yourself in protecting that narcissist. You, you want to stay in denial. You don't want them anybody to challenge them because that'll expose the truth. But just guess what that does? If truth is exposed, you are exposed. It's just a bigger, yeah. Because you look like the idiot because you gave your so life over. So there's more danger, right? You You're gave saying? your life over to a, an absolute narcissist. You know, so there's a lot of powerful women who are being abused in the home oh, yeah. by, by husbands. And so many of them unconsciously or consciously make the choice to not tell anybody because of what they would lose, as you were just saying, like admitting that you got drawn into or that you like are a powerful person in one area of your life, but behind closed doors, you're getting beaten mm -hmm. or behind closed doors, you're staying with a narcissist or something. The protection of that self image and who you are either to yourself or to other people. I think there's gotta be something under there that, that attracts them, the wound absolutely attracts them to that. But then it's the protection of the ego that it was you know, that doesn't want to let everybody know that's what attracts. But them. there's a lot of corporate women, attorneys, doctors, mm -hmm. and you know, that behind closed doors, uh, but they can't ever let anybody know. Right. It's yeah, it's a trap. It is a trap. And it's, so I've been dealing with a few that I draw them back in. Mm -hmm. It's my own insecurity. I think like the Pied Piper huh, for well, narcissists. <laughs> <laughs> Come this way. Let's get in business together. I'll cure Let's you. Let's get involved together. Yes, I'll that's the thing. Is I've got that going on for me, and they, they, you know, this other guy comes to me with this little tease, this little tease. He shows me something I was impressed with. I go, hey, hey, what? You know, I've got this little project here. That was his way of saying you have daddy issues, right? <laughs> <laughs> drawing you in. That's his way of saying, you've been in lockdown for a while. You must be very vulnerable. <laughs> Now's my time. I'm going to swoop like back candy? into your life yeah. and have you believe that I'm this other guy that you thought I was before you found out that I wasn't that guy and you let me go and now he was back. And wow, did it happen fast. Yeah. My feelings of walking on eggshells, uh, the passive aggressive coming at me. How long did it take you to realize that you oh, were Oh, this was there. fast. This was fast. But I was already dug in because we had this little business. You know, this isn't the other guy. So I'm you committed you to the business before Correct. that was revealed. Correct. And now you're dealing there with the commitment. Go. I'm glad you mentioned that. So you're my mirror. You're my reflection on saying what I did that was not correct. Mm. I did not vet it out. I did not feel it out. I, I went right in. When it, that, that denial that I go into... Oh, he, he's not that bad. Oh, he's smiling, he's laughing, he's engaging right. with me. You're lured back painting in. Painting those red signs green. That's exactly. The yeah. red flags are up, and I'm painting them green. I'm yeah. going, no, no, no. And they weren't even up, necessarily. Mm -hmm. I really didn't think, in both cases, with the other guy I was telling you about a few weeks ago, in both cases, I didn't really even give it that much exploration, which is, again, one of my problems. Is I'm not When you have those instincts, when you, they always talk about your gut speaking, yeah. listen to your gut. And make a pause and be confident enough in yourself that you don't need this person. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of other people out there that could fulfill these roles. But for some reason, you know, whether it's like fear of money even. Like, oh, this guy's cheaper than the others. But you narcissists know, like have to be. Discount. You're getting a discount <laughs> on something that's really important in your life and that's yeah. your life. 
Yeah, narcissists have to be like endearing is probably not the right word, but charming, charming, shrewd, alluring, shrewd. In order to do their work, they My have to have had a group of. Yeah. I think he was up to fourteen women at one time. Wow, you know how he did it? Hmm. Competition. Between once, them? Yeah. Once they're lured in. My my father, he did this with me, my friend Steve, Mike. I think there's another episode where Steve Lawrence is on it. Rob Horner, Mike Henrick, Steve Lawrence, my friends from school, and we went to, from high school, we also lived in the same house together. We would commute up to the Poconos from Philly on weekends, and he would literally sit us down around the fire and rate us. Wow. We were rated. So, so what do you think that did to me? He'd go... Uh, Rob's number one. Right. Because Rob, geez, he's, a, he's, he's sharp. That boy's sharp. He goes, Steve, you're number two this week. And Craig, just because you're my son doesn't make you number one. You're number three. And Mike, you're out there. You're number four. Because Mike was lazy. wouldn't give my dad what he wow. wanted. Mike was his own man. He didn't care about appealing to my father. My, my friend Rob, he literally gave rob land and stuff like that right. this became his son because wow. rob gave him what he wanted rob gave him wow. the answers that he wanted he gave him the praise that he wanted he gave him you know the empowerment that he wanted and that became the number one guy i'm defiant i was always number three i never was number four henrik really was the worst <laughs> me and steve lawrence would battle out for uh, two and three but what that did was it wow. set up a competition. So and that now next you week, guys are policing each other essentially and keeping right. each other in check. And one, no, I'm trying to beat them. But, I, it, it appealed to my manhood because he's going like, like one week uh, we couldn't get these uh, stumps and build the farm. We couldn't get them in because the ground was frozen. Mm -hmm. So uh, Rob comes up with an idea. Rob, the son, he comes up with ideas. <laughs> Why don't you build a fire around the spot that you're trying to put this fence post in and he's oh, smart sharp rob's number one again right. so that means the next week it's going to make sure that i figure out the whole right uh how to bail hay better uh, in a more efficient way or whatever it was i would try to make him go that a boy right and that's what narcissists do they which have, is actually uh, kind you have of to be loyal to them leadership absolutely because wow. because that's a good way to look at it or interesting <laughs> well i mean hitler was a great leader right if we if we look at Leadership in terms of getting people to do things they probably wouldn't have done if on their that's own. That's what your standards are of leadership. Yes, it was just evil leadership. So the intention behind the leadership mm. was evil, but the essence of leadership, there's a brilliance there. If your dad found a way to motivate you yeah. without him having to do the motivation and then the crowd gets turned into itself. I'm not saying it's healthy or right or anything like that, no, but there's no, an I'm, element I'm of of leadership I think that's fascinating that, you know people get all wound up if you say hitler and you know so uh, i did a paper but, but when i know I was what like, you're saying about that though is if we could only have another reference than <laughs> hitler because it just does it just fires up too many people well, different i know ways. but we you know but, we but like to be disruptive saying, but you're but what you're saying though it's influence is absolutely right how many people followed that man and, and by the way when you look at him in retrospect with the mm -hmm. little mustache and he looks like a psychopath. You're going, how many people died for this guy? How many people gave right. their lives for that guy? And you look at this and you go, wow, you talk about a narcissist. He has people hiling him. They are saying you are our God. Right. And he has people doing things that they would never, ever consider. In this ever. case, it's murder. 
which is awful. And I'm not in any way trying to insensitize it. But he was a leader that got them to do that is what you're saying. The elements of able to get them to do it. Right. It's like a gun, right? A gun is neither good nor bad. It's how it's used. Yeah. So you can use your gun to protect your family or you can use a gun to to kill innocent people. The elements of influence can be used for good or evil, can Mm -hmm. be good or bad. But the elements are the elements. And Phil Jackson, as a basketball coach, got people to do things they wouldn't have otherwise done. And th- but that's just leadership in a different way or influence in well, a different way. Well, it helps when you have Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Jordan. For sure. <laughs> Kobe For sure. It does help. Yeah. I know but, Phil. But he's, the, he's a great guy. The elements. It's, it's zen. He has a zen approach of yeah, leadership. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but I would guarantee you with a blend of narcissism. Uh, you know, I think there's probably, probably an element yeah. of narcissism, maybe, you know, not the depths in all leaders. where people get hurt. Yeah. But there's an element of that in leaders, in success. I mean, there's got to be something like what we said is that the people that are wounded so much, because I think narcissism is going to come from a wound. Mm-hmm. And I think the people that are what you were describing as narcissists will be drawn to the leadership positions, be drawn to power positions places they can control right other people because that's what i think what their wound is demanding that they do Mm -hmm. and there's also an element of the trait of control or boldness that a lot of us don't have that causes us to never get into those influential leadership positions can you think of the word that makes yes can you think of the word that makes the difference between Someone is a little self-involved or just a normal person and a narcissist. Do you know the word, the big missing element that anyone else has this one quality and they exhibit or have none of it? Do you know what that is? The word that's coming to me is arrogance. Empathy. Oh, okay. You're then they, I misunderstood the question. They, they do not possess empathy. If you're right. a serial bad narcissist, if you have it, if you really got it, you do not have empathy. Now, they're, everyone's self-involved. Look, you know, if you look at a big group photo, you're going to look at you first, right? Yeah. You're not going right. to go, hey, look at uh, row three here. Exactly. Who's that? So at what oh, line does narcissism because become a problem? The line is right. drawn. It's just like there are degrees of addiction. There's a gre- degrees right. of, you know, like I binge watched in three days uh, Ozark, three okay. seasons, in three and a half days. Now I have a, now, a timeline to exactly. beat. Exactly. So I know people that did it in two days, and I know people that say, are you out of your mind? How the hell did you do that? <laughs> so there are there are degrees to my addiction and my binge watching, <laughs> but uh, the point is there are serial narcissists that are extremely harmful. Yeah. And I just had this, this one that appeared again, and I cannot wait until I'm done. And just even these days, I'm on edge dealing with the passive aggressiveness, the, the aggressive aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with this as best I can. I'm bringing other people in to deal with them. I'm bringing in other people just to say to even to myself, right. well, Craig, this isn't you. Yeah, they're noticing it to confirm. Oh, they, oh, and they yeah. double confirm. They noticed it right away. And they're even saying to me, what's wrong with you? You've got another one <laughs> that I have to deal with? You've got another? Have you not learn this lesson? Have you learned this lesson? Jeez. No, apparently I haven't. But I'm learning them faster. Yeah. On this one, I went, oh, man. Oh, no. And by that time, it was too late. We're dug into this little business. And I go, uh-oh. And sure enough, oh, my God. You know, shaking, uh, ready for the texts and emails to see even when they'll come back. They hold you hostage. They let you know with the power play 
on when they'll get yeah. back to you. And they will never honor those commitments. There are a lot of nevers with narcissists. They don't honor commitments. Pathological liars. If they told the truth, it would be by accident. <laughs> they charm you for a few minutes, and then once they've got you, you're in the trap. No empathy, no compassion, never, ever accountable, never reasonable. This is these. That's the that's real the depth. These are the, yeah. That's how bad it gets. And yet we follow them. And we have relationships with them. They're everywhere. Because I think there's this leadership quality. Even though leadership has a, a positive connotation. And I made the statement a few moments ago that Hitler was a great leader. The great isn't describing what he did with his leadership. But you can't be a narcissist or you cannot be an abuser without some element of leadership without know, some element I know, of I know the word that people have a hard time great what you might want to say is effective he was Eff an effective yeah leader. exactly he led people to do things it's literally like the it's lemmings influence. the lemmings off the cliff i mean there has to be right. a leader of the lemmings and they're going to literally go off it's, of a cliff for you they did atrocities for this guy they right. didn't only murder and kill oh, yeah. and go was, to war was, uh, which is insane. all somewhat justified they took that to many levels of inhuman behavior. Yeah. These are human beings. And they, I didn't and want anything I said to be insensitive, by the way, because it's... No, it's it, not. It's, it's, it's massive. Not. I, I, mean, clear, I cleared up for you, And you, you thank you for rescuing me. Can, <laughs> can you help me, Craig? But, I mean, you mentioned even Manson earlier. Yeah. Earlier, it's influence for bad, influence for evil. But influence is influence. Mm -hmm. And people are drawn to influence. And there are people that are drawn to bold decisiveness like those are good qualities that are wrapped up sometimes in a narcissist or in some evil i mean serial killers have to be influential they have to be good at what they do well, the, serial abusers need to be good at bringing people yeah. back in so there are sure. elements that have to be effective i like that word yeah. for them to do their craft it is a craft to them and they are craft master craftsmen they can lure you in and take you on this ride and, and you're no sooner on the ride that you want to get off and you cannot get off of the ride. You are committed to that. It's a ride on rails, and they're going to take you yeah. exactly every hill, every climb, every daunting time, every time you're ready to scream. You are still on their track. They build it for you, and you are the one that's getting in the car. You need to got, not get in the car, or you need to bail out of the car and suffer some injuries you know, if at you're going, some point, if right. you're if you're at some point, That's you're going. Oh my going God, this cliff. thing is. It, yeah, I'm going to get off at a low point on this. I'm going to get the. I'm going to bail. I'll scrape myself before I stay on this damn ride because it always leads to atrocities. It deals to difficulties that you have a hard time digging out of. And that's the message that I'm trying to get across here is if you do smell it, if you talk, see anything that we're discussing here, the arrogance is attractive to people mm -hmm. because then we misconstrue that as confidence. There's another opposite word that softens things for things that they are. Uh, you could have, oh, they're pathological liars. Oh, they're just telling the truth that everybody knows already. This is how we justify their existence. It's filled with justification. It's filled with rationalization, mm -hmm. both the following and them executing it. And both are guilty. So I have a yeah. choice of not participating in it. And it's scary to, turn, to st stand up to them. They're bullies. I think one of the They'll reasons is because we're drawn to the positive traits that we see in other people that we wish we had more of. Hmm. And if I can 
be in relationship in any way with somebody who's got a little bit of fame or a little bit of money or a little bit of pizzazz or whatever it is I'm looking for. Is it going to bleed off? It's easier for me to dismiss some of the other stuff or just hope that maybe this time will be different. And And you benefit from it. But the attraction, there's something, there's an element there that I'm attracted to. And, and narcissists have positive or at least attractive elements. I think that's what makes it so hard for people to resist. I try not their, to get philosophical, right? Or, you know, theoretical, mm-hmm. but I will offer one. Perfect. It is based on my experience. I do believe it's a parental thing. And it's, it's so many parents raise their children in a narcissistic way. Not that you're necessarily some of these really heavy-duty narcissists, but there's so many elements of it, especially with the power. Well, I'll tell you, there's never been a narcissist that was nurtured effectively as a child. That's what I would put my life on. Yeah, you're probably right. They have major issues, and this is how they're dealing with their own childhood. Exactly. They're dealing with their own lack and their own limitations and their own stuff from their childhood where they were not given tools, not given skills. Mm Mm-hmm. I had something interesting happen with my kids the other day. This is another proving, probably an proving I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> so I have to spend my life proving. I have to prove to the narcissist. I had one tell me, goes, get a mirror. I go, I go, don't try that trick with me. You know, I'm coming to you first here. I'll, I'll deal with my mirror later. But right, right now, you better listen to this. So I, uh, one of my kids, the younger ones, to have a better understanding of me and what works for me. So I have my own little podcast with them of Can I Help You? Mm-hmm. 10-year-old boy, Jackson, and 6-year-old Chloe. And I had a 12-step meeting with them. Really? Okay. Yeah. And what I said was being aware of what you have and whatever it is is a huge step in becoming better. So I would have them mm-hmm. uh, say what they were powerless over basically like part of what so we started with the first step in the 12 steps nice. because the 12 steps are so valuable yeah they're it, it's to me it's more valuable than anything that's ever been written in the world ever because it's infallible there's no there's nothing about the 12 steps that has any sort of loopholes there's nothing there's it's principles before personalities it's it's so perfectly written it's beautiful it's spiritual, it's being self-reliant and self-accountable and honest, all those mm-hmm. things that are opposite of a narcissist, all of them. It's like recovery from narcissism. And if that's your thing, this is a great way to deal with it. Yeah. But narcissists, one of the problems is they'll never admit to being a narcissist. That's the, that's the issue. That's what I just read is that's why there's so, almost like no therapy. There's no therapy. They won't. Yeah, borderline personality disorder is very yeah. similar to, and I've had dealings with that. They won't engage. They will not. They, they only engage the way they want to engage, and it keeps them a victim, and it keeps them, you know, blamers and accusing, and they will wrap everybody else up in that, and they'll gather evidence against you. So my kids yeah. did it. And my, one, my son goes, you know, I'm powerless over being shy. You know, like that's his thing. Okay. Is, is he shy? And so we talked about it. Yeah, him and Chloe and are then, quite opposite. And, yeah, exactly. And then he started to get honest. And then we went on to another step about making amends and, you know, how something happened in his life. He had to make amends for it. But I said, I said, Jackson and Chloe. And then I had another private meeting with my son, Justin, the, the one in college. Yeah. And it was really interesting to watch. And this is what I recommend. We got to close with this. To become aware and admit something 
is where the real rubber hits the road in your recovery from whatever you're suffering from. Mm -hmm. If you're suffering right now from whatever it is, from anything, it, fear, like it doesn't have to be a diagnosis. It could be stress, yeah. it could be anxiety, depression. Mm -hmm. If you're suffering from whatever you're suffering from, even the finances, if you admit your faults, which that's we went along the line, if you start to make amends, when you start to look at yourself and your own part and drawing energies in and your own thing, just the awareness of that. If you just start with that, everything else has better results. Where if you don't start with the, the you're unmanageable, you know, mm -hmm. from these defects of character, if you don't start with that, then you're in a narcissistic state of thinking that what your behavior is okay. Then you're arrogant to think that what you're doing is not affecting other people in negative ways. If you admit it, it puts people on even ground and now there's a better yeah. understanding and you have much more opportunity to have a loving relationship with someone instead of one predicated upon power, one is over the other which that's not yeah. what we want in society, right? It's almost impossible to forgive somebody who won't admit that exactly. they're human, that they made mistakes. Right. That admission that's right. is everything. It, it's everything. Not only forgive, but just dealing with them. Yeah. Because you can't deal with them. You're not on common ground. You can't be on common ground if one has to have the higher hill. Cannot right. have it. If they admit, hey, I went for that higher hill. I, I did that and I lied my way up there. If they do that, it's wonderful because now we're all human beings. But if you just keep staying with defending, you know, defending and deflecting and obfuscating when anybody challenges you for the truth, if you keep doing that, it's you are going to make crazy making. So I think that I know we don't have time to dive into this, but the no, empathy is such an important piece because mm -hmm. what most people try to do to appeal to the narcissists, like to try to find right. leverage, yep. requires the empathy that they don't have. Exactly. There it is. Mm. Sean just wrapped it up accidentally. He actually, he's actually wrapping it up with a hmm. I'm gonna ponder my own words. There. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you had a good one. Uh, if you are suffering through something, um, maybe we gave you a little relief. But always seek help and make sure that you find the right help. And and and, and Hitler was an awful human being, and what he did was awful. All right, Sean. My guilt is caveat. still. We all know that. Forget my, the guilt. My guilt well, is. I already explained your guilt away. Okay. <laughs> He's not great. He was an effective leader in that he got people to do things his way. And a lot of narcissists, they want it their way. Yeah. They also don't give away a lot of control. They don't have advisors. These are the things. If you can remove yourself from those people, the more you do that, the better good you do for them. Otherwise, you're their enabler. And you're enabling them to do things that are destructive to many people. The mm -hmm. consequences are great if a narcissist takes over the equation. And again, this goes back to another episode. If we take care of ourselves, make sure that we are right, make sure that we are grounded, make sure that we are actually admitting our faults and taking care of things, making ourselves accountable and being loving, then the results are amazing because those people start to go away because they know that your wound doesn't match them. And they're going to go find someone else. Yeah. And they won't find you anymore. So be your own strength and take care of yourself. And we'll talk to you next time. There you go. Thanks. Rate us and subscribe and all that stuff. See you next time. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you got something out of it. Please share this with a friend. If you can, review us on Apple Podcast. You can always reach us on Instagram at Can I Help You Podcast, Twitter, 
at Can I Help You Pod and Facebook on my fan page. You can reach me personally on Instagram, official Craig Shoemaker, Twitter at The Love Master, and the Facebook group Craig Shoemaker Presents. For tour dates and all else, sign up for my shoes letter. Go to CraigShoemaker.com. Today's podcast was produced and edited by Sergio Novoa.